Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in this circle of friends. I am Beth. And you know, most weeks we're saying, it's Friday, woohoo! But today I'm kind of feeling like, it's Friday. That means our time with Bic and Lita is over. But it has been a woohoo week. And I tell you, ladies, um, this has just been like a soul restoration for me sitting at the table these two beautiful sisters uh, having Missy there to my left and I'm so thankful for her presence because she is the silent partner who is making sure all of this is um she's our producer she is she's why everything's being recorded and and then shared with people that we we don't know who's listening But this is what I know. If your ears are attuned to this station today, to this program, it's because God has called you here and he has something for you that he is going to use in you personally, but also in your circle of influence. I mean, all of this stuff that he pours into our hands, it's so that we can share it with others, hold it up freely to him and allow him to use us as only he can. Lita, I know our listeners. There, I, I'm guessing there are a few out there that would like to contact you. Is there a great way to get a hold of you? Sure. Social media, Facebook, <laughs> uh, message me or friend me, Lida, L-I-D-A, Mendoza, M-E-N-D as in David, O-Z-A, Hill, H-I-L-L, Lida Mendoza Hill, and private message me. Very good. You know, there's just so many questions that uh, reading and learning and listening to you bring up for me. Uh, I, what a privilege. What a privilege to be here. Lita, take us into this last day of learning from Lita, the foundation of the Hebrew language. Praise the Lord. Um, Beth, you mentioned earlier, oh, I don't know if it was Wednesday when you read the passage in Luke 24. It says, Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. He's all over the Bible. Remember, guys, during the New Testament time, there was no New Testament. It wasn't even written yet. That's right. When Paul told um, Timothy that the scriptures are what? God breathed. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the Old Testament, not the New Testament. There was no printing press yet at that time. But anyway, here it says that Jesus, I mean, the, the, the book of Psalms even talks about him, mm-hmm. concerning him, and especially in the Torah. When I say Torah, it means the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Let's go to Genesis, where it all started. In Genesis 5, you notice that there's um, a list of the patriarchs, mm-hmm. the first 10 of them, Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, mm-hmm. Methuselah, Lamech, Noah. Remember Jesus said he was all over the Old Testament and he was in the law of Moses? Here we go. There is a story behind these 10 patriarchs. Now, if we read this in, Ma- in Genesis 5, it says, 
let me go to Genesis 5. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day of God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. And then it lists all the mm -hmm. others. Uh, after he begot Seth, and then Seth begot Enosh, and Enosh begot Canaan, and Canaan begot Mahalalil. Now, let's go to 1 Chronicles chapter 1. In 1 Chronicles chapter 1, there's no story being told here who begot who. It's just a list of the patriarchs from Adam to Japheth, Japheth, one of the sons of Noah. But in 1 Chronicles 1, 1, we will stop at Noah. Let me read this to you in Hebrew again. Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalalel, Yared, Enoch, Metushelach, Lamech, Noach. But anyway, when I read this, it's telling me a story. Adam means man. Seth, in Hebrew, in English, it is appointed. Enosh means mortal. Kenan means sorrowful. Mahalalel means blessed God. Yared means came down. Enoch means uh, dedicated. Metushelach means his death shall bring. Lamech means despairing. Noach means rest. So I read this in Hebrew. It's telling me a story. And I will translate that in English. Man appointed mortal and sorrowful, but the blessed God came down. He's dedicated and his death shall bring the despairing rest. And who is that? Who came down? Yared, who came down? And he's dedicated. And who died? Metushelach, his death shall bring. Shall bring what? Shall bring to the despairing. Us, we are despairing. We are sorrowful. What is God going to bring to us? What is Jesus' death bring to us? Noah. You know Noah. He built a big ark. His name means rest. So beautiful. <laughs> Uh, again, I'm taken back to our time together last week, and you showed that on a screen, and I got my camera out and I snapped a picture <laughs> because it was so beautiful and so such a, an incredible reminder of not only that the language of Hebrew, but the visual. The yes. the it's such a visual language. The very last letter of the Hebrew language Tav is a cross. Yes. How beautiful. Mm -hmm. And this language was there long before mm -hmm. the New Testament yes. came to be. Mm -hmm. Just incredibly beautiful. Then he said that he is the Alpha and the Omega. Right. The and beginning and the end. That they, he said the beginning and the end. And it's like, it's really, he doesn't have an end. Right, right. And, and for both, it is mm -hmm. uh, an ongoing side yeah. too. The mm -hmm. Alpha and the Omega again. Uh, I have I have my notes in front of me, and I it's just so much. I told you the next day I got up and in my quiet time I just got my notes back out and and just poured over them again. There was so much to think about, yes. but so much good. Yes. And I I liken it to those visits to. Um, foreign countries, tropical places, those places that you don't see every day. Yes. And and those memories that come from recognizing that there's so much more yes. than what we 
call life. Mm -hmm. There's so, there's such a great depth, Mm -hmm. such a great height. Oh, wait a minute. I think we, we can look in, uh, you know, the new Testament and find, find those words too, that are just trying to describe the love of God. Just, we can't wrap our minds around Mm -hmm. the immensity and the beauty and this great, great story that has been given to us in this beautiful book we call the Bible. Yes. Oh, Lita, again, um, keep, keep telling us. Our time is short. Keep, <laughs> keep telling us of these beautiful things. I have, I have another note here. Even the names of the 12 tribes tell a story. Um, you, you reminded us there that everything was such a visual for, for mm-hmm. the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Even, even um, you, you know, that the markings of the New Testament that we we read about that maybe just don't make sense to us. We just read them as words. Mm-hmm. But to the Jewish people there, mm-hmm. as Jesus died on the cross and they saw what Pilate had written, mm-hmm. they saw something totally different than we would have right. seen. Yes. They would have seen the name Yahweh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Written out in, in what Pilate wrote. wrote as, this is the king of the Jews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's there, but we can't know what we don't know. Yeah. And we can't see what our eyes have never been open yes. to. Mm-hmm. So this this beautiful language of Hebrew that is foreign to the majority mm-hmm. of us. Yes. I'm going to guess to to 99.9% of the people who are listening mm-hmm. right now to this radio broadcast. There is so much more there. There are helps. You gave us uh, uh, the name of a book that first inspired you by Don Finto, mm-hmm. F-I-N-T-O, entitled Your People Will Be My People Your and God. Your God will be my God. There's a book that can help us dig a little deeper. I have in front of me uh, a book called Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus, written by Anne Spangler and Lois Verberg. Uh, Lois Verberg also has the book Reading the Bible with Rabbi Jesus. Those are just a few of them. But I have a feeling if you want a private message, Lita, she can give you a few yeah. more books that Absolutely. you can dig into and, and read more about. Um, once again, we're, we're talking with Lita Hill. We talked about private messaging her on Facebook. That would be Lita, L-I-D-A, Mendoza Hill. So M-E-N-D-O-Z-A, and Hill is spelled just like the hills of Holmes County, H-I-L-L. Um, you know, Lita, one of the things that you mentioned the other evening was this word shalom. It is a very important mm-hmm. word in the mm-hmm. Hebrew language. Yes. Well, shalom is a very, very popular uh, word, especially in Israel. You know, you walk out there, you say shalom to every, you know, to anybody, you know, they, you will get a response, sh- shalom. Uh, and people think that it is peace. But uh, in the original Hebrew, because Hebrew is a picto- pictographic um, uh, letter. The, these 22 letters are pictographed. They, they are pictures of something that will reveal to you the real meaning mm-hmm. of words. So we think that it is, you know, without any, you know, any disturbance and we can go to sleep in our beautiful pillow and that's peace. In Hebrew, it's not. Mm-hmm. Remember I had mentioned the other day about uh, the Hebrew alphabet being pictures. Like, you know, Aleph, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, is a picture of a ball. The second letter is a picture of a house. Now, each letter of the word shalom, they also have pictures. The shin is a picture of teeth, okay? Shh, shh, 
picture of teeth. L, sh, l. The L sound there is a lamed. We call it lamed. It is a picture of a staff. You know, picture of staff. It means like it's authority. You know, the shepherd has a staff. And uh, when the sheep sees the staff of the shepherd, it means, hey, you know, we better follow our shepherd or else we're going to be beat. But anyway, the next one is um, a nail, the vav. The sixth letter is a vav. It's a picture of a nail. And then the last letter is mem. That is our letter M. Mem is a picture of tsunami. Chaos, big waves. So we put that together, together, like putting together Aleph and Bet. We read it Av. It means father in English, and it is the strength of the house. Now we are going to go back to Shalom. Shin is teeth. It consumes, it destroys. Lamed is authority, a picture of uh, a shepherd with his stick. He is in charge. And then a nail. What does nail do? It puts together things. It establishes, okay? It connects two things, you know, things. And then the last letter is chaos, tsunami. So each letter has destruction, authority, establishing, establishing something, and then chaos. So in Hebrew, peace doesn't mean the absence of war. It is actually an active word. It means destroying the authority that is establishing chaos. That's why Apostle Paul says, put on the armor of God, mm. because we are in a battle. Mm. We are to destroy the authority that is establishing chaos. Mm. See how beautiful Hebrew is? Incredible. A total different perspective on this word, shalom. Amen. Because we're digging deep. We're going beneath the surface of what we see, as you said, going to the beach, sitting in your car, seeing the Atlantic Ocean as you live in San Diego. <laughs> Pacific is, Ocean. Or Pacific <laughs> Ocean as you live in San Diego is far different than getting out of your car and okay. stepping into the water. And if you would go beneath the water, mm. you would see uh, it. <laughs> Far more than you can imagine. Yes, yes. That's what digging into the language Correct. of Hebrew is doing. Oh, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> Again, um, Hebrew is a Semitic language. Semitic. That is where also we get the word Semite. There's a lot of anti-Semitic people nowadays. Mm-hmm. Actually, just a few weeks ago, uh, a synagogue in San Diego, there was a shooter and shot Lori Kay. Uh, she actually... Shielded, she gave her life to uh, protect her rabbi. That synagogue was 15 minutes away from my house. Mm. And so going back to the word uh, Semitic language, Hebrew is a Semitic language. It's from, its origin is the word Shem. Remember Noah? He Mm. had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem means name. So the, the origin of Semites is name. And the, the Shem, the son of Noah, actually settled in Asia. Ham settled in the African region. And Yafet, or Japheth, uh, settled in Europe. The word itself, Yafet, means 
beautiful. So I will tell this all the time. I will uh, share this that the Europeans from the root of Yafet, beautiful. Because look at them, blonde like Beth, <laughs> beautiful. So that's what it is. So me coming from Asia, um, Asia we are actually Semites. Oh, we <laughs> settled there. Now. Um, the Hebrew language is also a holy language. We call it Lashon HaKodesh. Tongue, uh, tongue is Lashon. HaKodesh means holiness or holy language. Do you know, guys, that there is no bad word in Hebrew? You go in the Old Testament, there's no such thing as bad. There's no bad words at all. Now, there's no, also, there's no curse words in Hebrew. If they want, if the Jewish people want to say bad words, they say it in Arabic. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's the Hebrew language. And uh, it is actually similar to the chemical language. Uh, it, It is also a numeric language. Each letter has an equivalent, a numeric value. And uh, I can't show, you know, I need to show it to you with my slides to understand it fully. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to uh, end with this, this message. And my sister loves this. <laughs> this always makes my audience cry. Beth mm. cried uh, when she saw this. Now, the, the story is this. I mean, the question is this. Now, Lida, why are you doing this? Why the Hebrew? Why, you know, waste time going to the mall and hunt for the Jewish people? Um, Why? Well, remember, Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem, remember? And the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And he he even said this, you shall be my witnesses. Where? In Jerusalem. Boy, we start in Jerusalem. And where? In Samaria? Judea? And to all to the uttermost part of the earth, we have to start in Jerusalem. We need to give the gospels, the gospel message to the Jewish people, because the Hindus don't know Messiah, the Buddhists, like what I have said the prior day. Anyway, um, when a Jewish person receives the Lord, they are so hungry to read about Yeshua. Yeshua is the Hebrew word. For Jesus, which means salvation. The word itself, Yeshua or Jesus, means salvation. So they would love to read the New Testament. Do do they want to read it in English? No, of course they would grab a Jewish or Hebrew New Testament. It's it's been in print for a long time. Mm. The Hebrew New Testament. And I have one. Anyway, can you imagine a young person? Let's take, you know. Let's pretend I am a Jewish person. I received my Messiah, Jesus, in my heart. And I'm so excited reading the New Testament. And I stumbled over Matthew 27. And you know the story in Matthew 27. This is the story of his death. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I would like to read to you a part of that uh, passage here. Let's see. It says... And behold, the veil of the temple was torn. This is after his death. From top to bottom, and the earth quaked and rocks were split. And before I read that, I would have read, you know, 
parts of the 27 uh, when Jesus was scourged, Jesus was led to Golgotha, Jesus was crucified. And with my mind, ay, 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 ay. I am not reading the New Testament. I am reading Isaiah 53. This is the exact picture of the suffering servant in Isaiah 53. And now I go to verse 45. It says, Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. And in English it says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that, sa that said, this man is calling for Eliyahu or Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge filled with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried out again with a loud voice, yielded up his spirit. Now, at this point, there is a son, son of God, dead on the cross. Now, when there is a dead son, and I am Jewish, okay, I would think back to the Old Testament because I'm familiar with the culture. Remember Job, when he received the message that his sons were killed, uh, he tore, he, he screamed and tore his garment from top to bottom. When Jacob, uh, when Jacob got the news that, he, that his favorite son, Joseph, was killed by an animal. He tore his garment from top to bottom. When David found out that Absalom was dead, he tore his garment from top to bottom. I'm reading this in the New Testament. I see a dead son. And here in verse 51, And behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two, in two from top to bottom. And I am thinking a father tearing his garment from top to bottom, he's grieving because his son is dead on the cross. I don't need a commentary in English to learn what's the meaning of this because I know my culture, I know my tradition, I know my Tanakh. So there's a father grieving in heaven, and he showed his garment torn at the temple from top to bottom. Beautiful. <laughs> All I can think is may the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his, of his word. Thank you so much, Lita, for joining us. It has been a beautiful day, a beautiful week, um, a digging deeper into the truth of God's word from the Hebrew culture and language that it was written in. Thank you for giving this time to us. Bick, thank you for bringing your sister. God, Thank you. Amen. Thank you for allowing us this time in this place, in your circle, right here. You've given us a place to belong. Oh, that we would fully comprehend the love of this Father who Amen. sent his Son to die for our sins. Lord, if there are any who are listening today who don't know you as Savior, we pray that this would be the day that they recognize the truth of your word and that this would be the day that from this day forth they trust you, they follow you, and they surrender their lives to you. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this amazing place to belong and for not leaving us here without your spirit to guide us. It's in your precious name that we pray all of these things, Lord Jesus. Amen.
Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed. Step back in time with a stay at one of the oldest buildings in historic Berlin, Ohio, the Worthman House. This charming building has a rich history with origins dating back to as early as the mid-1800s. The newly restored two-bedroom, one-bathroom suite has hardwood floors and gorgeous chestnut trim throughout. It is also outfitted with locally made Amish furniture. It can sleep six and offers a beautiful panoramic view of Berlin's Main Street. Its location in the heart of Berlin is an ideal spot for walking to various restaurants and shops. Book your stay at the Worthman House through VRBO.